Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio. I'm your host, Phil Evans, and today with me co-hosting is Moretta Salatonga. Woohoo! Moretta, good morning and welcome to the Dirt Radio team. Good morning and thanks for having me along, Phil. Yeah, I'm looking forward to working with you. Yeah, it's so exciting to uh, be building up the team again and we look forward to heaps of future shows. Today we're broadcasting pre-recorded from the unceded land of the Wurundjeri people in the Kulin Nation and we pay our respects to Elders past and present and also say a big hello to all First Nations people listening and acknowledge the pivotal role that First Nations people play in the struggle for environmental and social justice. This is Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth show on 3CR, where we dig in deep about what is going on around at Friends of the Earth and in the wider grassroots activist community. That's right. And today on the show, we'll catch up with Laura Sykes, Friends of the Earth's Sustainable Cities Collective Coordinator, to talk about all things transport, climate change, and a new campaign that's being launched called Better Buses in Melbourne's West. All that and more with Moretta and Phil on Dirt Radio coming up after these community service announcements. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. It's time to speak up, speak out and speak loud. From an idea born on a park bench outside Liberal Party headquarters, where hundreds of women told their stories of sexual violence, introducing Feminist Fridays. Join our open speaking circle to tell your story any way you want. A poem, a speech or a dance. You can even yell it out in the direction of Parliament House because that's where we'll be, on the steps. Feminist Fridays, starting Friday the 30th of April at 12pm. Join us. It's time to unite, heal and take back our power. Feminist Fridays isn't just a protest. We are a non-hierarchical collective ready to destroy the patriarchy, starting with your voice. This event is taking place on stolen Wurundjeri land and voices of First Nations people are prioritised. Hosted by Loud, Angry and Not Sorry. A 3CR supporter. 
Welcome back to Dirt Radio with Phil and Maretta here today. And on the show, we're talking about transport, climate change, and a better buses campaign being launched out of Friends of the Earth Sustainable Cities Collective. And joining us via Zoom today is Laura Sykes, who is the Collective Coordinator of Sustainable Cities. And good morning and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Great to have you here. With the transport being the second largest source of greenhouse gas emissions in Victoria and the fastest growing, what do you think is driving this growth in emissions? Yeah, so you're right, Marita. Transport emissions are the second largest and, and fastest growing in Victoria. And that's mainly due to a really large over-dependence on cars. Everyone kind of thinks you have to have a car in order to get anywhere. And also massive increase in energy-intensive road freight, particularly across borders to Victoria. But that's also the cause of emissions growth nationally as well, which has grown about 64% since 1990. So a really massive increase from, from the transport sector in terms of contributions to mission. Yeah, that's really concerning knowing that uh, we're such a brown coal heavy state in Victoria, like our carbon footprint must be like huge in comparison to to so Mm -hmm. many other places. And with so many roads being built, it's really quite concerning about the, the way that we're going. Yeah, definitely. And we're seeing a, a more mega roads being built every few months. And the, the state government here really is prioritising those over much needed public and active transport, which is really what the Sustainable Cities Collective is all about, ensuring that we have low emissions, accessible and equitable transport options for everyone and transitioning away from mega roads, which not only are polluting, but also mean that cars are, are still the dominant form of transport for a lot of people across the state. So currently there is a lot of debate around electric vehicles with taxes and fast tracking the replacement of fossil fuel vehicles with electric ones. I'm interested in this because it feels like climate action but not necessarily a climate justice solution. What does climate justice look like as we transform the transport sector? Yeah, so for us at at Friends of the Earth and Sustainable Cities Collective, we really want to be ensuring that the transport solutions that we're moving towards aren't reinforcing existing inequalities or problems in our society. And so we know that electric vehicles is is one part of the puzzle when it comes to how we decarbonise our transport sector, but it really is still a very individualistic solution that only focuses on one person being able to transition and it's also it's still very car dependent right it's still reliant on us having cars on the road even if they're electric or not it still means that we are going to require more roads and we also know that electric vehicles aren't really that accessible to everyone not only economically but there's also many people who aren't able to drive there's people who may live with a disability elderly folk young people there's so many people that it leaves out and so for us we are really focused on ensuring that everyone can access transport when it comes to moving towards those solutions. So things like electric buses, which I'll talk more about later, is a climate justice solution in the transport sector because it's it's transitioning away from diesel, but it's also ensuring that we are getting more people onto public transport, which is reducing the space on our roads and also means that there are more people that are able to then access the transport that they need in their communities. Yeah, absolutely. I I find it really interesting, uh, the obsession that people seem to have over electric vehicles and long-time listeners will know I always go back to good old Naomi Klein and you know like talk about this changes everything Um, and that includes that idea of private vehicle ownership I mean it's really it's something that needs to end it it had its brief run from what 1950 through to now but it's really over. Totally and it needs to be over we actually can't 
reach our Paris targets and keep warming below 1.5 degrees without massive investment in public and active transport over the road-dependent transport that we've had for decades. And here in Victoria, as I said, one of the main reasons why emissions are still increasing is because of our dependence on cars. So when it comes to electric vehicles, we also don't want to be reinforcing the idea that it's every every individual out for themselves to fix this problem. We actually need to work together collectively. And that's Mm. what we're all about here at Friends of the Earth, collective action and bringing communities together through things like whether that's an electric bus scheme or, you know, a shuttle bus that can support low-income communities to access key services that can still reduce emissions. And that's for us, that's a climate justice solution in the transport space. Amen. Yes. <laughs> uh, we, you're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR with Phil and Moretta, and we're talking to Laura Sykes from Friends of the Earth about transport, climate change, uh, what climate justice looks like as we transform that sector to get emissions down. And we also want to talk about this Better Buses in Melbourne's West campaign that is being launched before we go there, Moretta, I know that you live in the western suburbs of Melbourne, and I think listeners who've utilised public transport at that kind of western way would agree that it's very bus-reliant, and with that comes a huge host of troubles. Can you tell us about your experience living out west with public transport or getting around the city? Yeah, definitely. So I'm near Footscray. It's got a lot of public transport that's available, but I find I do have to rely on my car to get to work straight away if I'm on call for a job. So I do find that you do have to really look into the bus timetables and things like that. If they had a little bit more variety of buses going maybe Mm -hmm. and connecting to the eastern suburbs as well, that would have been great. Yeah, the reliability Uh, must be a huge issue as well, like in terms, I remember sitting many a time in the Western suburbs waiting for a bus that never comes. That never comes, (laughs) Um, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And also, Laura, why do you think the Melbourne's West is missing out as compared to the bus, tram, train network that we see in other parts of Melbourne? I think there's, there's a few reasons. One is, and this is a really disappointing reason, is that it isn't seen as politically important. There's a lot of areas in the southeast and in, in the northern suburbs that for the Victorian government are important politically. And so that they invest in infrastructure, particularly in public transport in those areas. And the West is Labor's really strong held seat and they feel relatively safe there. So, you know, for them, it's seen as not as important, which obviously to yourself and other members of the community, it shouldn't be about politics. It should be about mm. what people actually need to access and making sure that the community members are a part of what those solutions look like. And the other thing which could be why the West is missing out is that Victoria doesn't actually have an integrated transport plan or strategy. And so it's a very piecemeal approach. It's about let's build this big thing here, let's upgrade this this bus system here, but it's actually not about looking at the whole system and thinking, okay, well, let's look at how all the buses intersect, not just in Footscray, but also how do they intersect into Altona, into Sunshine, into the eastern suburbs. And so it's a very uncoordinated approach. And so, yeah, I think that is really part of it. And we know that the western suburbs is one of the fastest growing suburbs in the state. And currently there's no plan for ensuring that the public transport network and buses in particular are going to cater to that growth. And there's lots of new growth suburbs there where they're being built, but public transport and buses aren't actually part of the planning process. There's a lot of different issues here. And and we know that in the West, the communities are also often migrant communities, low socioeconomic people of colour. So there's multiple intersecting inequalities that mean these communities really need access to the basic services that we all should have, be able to get to the doctor, 
to school to your job on time, like you said, Moretta, and not having to wait for 40 minutes for a bus that's never going to come. Absolutely. And, and I think you kind of touched on probably some of the aspects, but I am interested, what is this Better Buses in Melbourne's West campaign all about? So essentially this campaign is a, is about much needed reform in the bus network. There's frequency, connectivity and accessibility are really the key barriers that Moretta touched on that are preventing people from using bus services or even being able to access them. And we know that the Western suburbs are really left out. So this campaign has three key elements. The first one is about advocating for 10 minute buses. So for some folk, it can take three hours to travel across the West just to get somewhere that might take 15 minutes in a car. So increasing that frequency and reliability is really essential to getting more people's people out of their cars and onto buses. The second piece of it is what I touched on earlier around electric buses. So transitioning all new buses in the West and existing buses to electric, which would also be able to create thousands of new jobs, particularly in areas that you know have been affected in COVID and, and unemployment, but also means we can manufacture locally. And then the third aspect is about engaging a statewide network and looking at crowdsourcing from community members. What are the worst bus connections in your area? So do you have to walk for five kilometres to get to your closest bus stop? Or does your bus not even go to the train station? And then using that as a basis to take to key decision makers in the government, primarily the, the Minister for Public Transport, and say, hey, this is what the needs are in the community. These are the solutions that we're proposing. And these are the things that we need, not only in order to provide accessible transport to people in the West, but also to rapidly reduce our emissions in, in the transport sector. So we see that's really important, particularly in these communities where new suburbs are being built, because we don't want them to be locked into car dependence. So if we're doing this planning early, then we can see, hey, this works in the West. It's a climate justice solution for communities that are often left out. Let's roll that out across the state. So that's kind of the gist of the campaign. And we want to be able to work with lots of different groups, not just transport groups, but climate groups, community groups, local councils, unions, and really have a a cross-sector response because we know that transport affects everyone in our daily lives. And so we need to bring all of those different groups together in order to find the solutions that are going to actually work best for those communities. So I'm also involved with Sustainable Cities Group at Friends of the Earth. Uh, How can people get involved in the campaign if this interests them? Good question. So yeah, if you're passionate about sustainable transport and grassroots campaigning, maybe you live in the West and you really want to see better bus services, um, you can come along to our launch event, which is next Wednesday, the 15th of September. Um, It's online, unfortunately, but we're going to have a great crowd. We've got some great speakers and some interactive activities as well. So it's from 6pm till 7.30pm on Zoom. We can pop the link in the show notes for people to RSVP. And if you're interested in volunteering for Sustainable Cities, we meet every fortnight and we work on what our plans are for the the upcoming month and the tactics and ways that we're going to engage with the community. So we can pop the details of how you can get involved there. But you can also follow us on social media as well if you just want to stay up to date. We are at We Sustain Cities on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Excellent. We'll check those links, as you said, in the show notes so everyone can get involved. And we want to thank you, Laura, for joining us today on Dirt Radio. Amazing. Thanks so much for having me and look forward to seeing you both at the launch event next week. 3CR, here to stay. Yes, you are on 3CR and hope you are here to stay and stick around for the rest of this episode of Dirt Radio. Before that, we were talking to Laura Sykes, Friends of the Earth Sustainable Cities Collective Coordinator, about all things transport, climate change and the launch of the new campaign for better buses in Melbourne's West.
And if you missed any part of that conversation or you want to listen back, you can always catch up with a podcast at 3cr.org.au forward slash dirt radio. And we'll include links to get involved in that campaign launch and how you can get active in the campaign. Whilst you're there, you can become a subscriber and help keep Radical Radio on the air. 3CR runs on the support of listeners and subscribers just like you. So please, if you're not already, become a subscriber today. In other news, Friends of the Earth International have joined calls for the postponement of the Glasgow COP26 climate negotiations due to take place in less than eight weeks. The United Kingdom government has not created the conditions necessary to host a safe, accessible and equitable COP, and the conference should not be held at the risk of human life and injustice. The statement from Friends of the Earth International has read. The COVID-19 global pandemic has been ravaging the world and has been exacerbated by the vaccine apartheid perpetuated by richer countries. The very same ones who created the climate crisis and are now running away from their historical responsibility. We know that the climate crisis is inherently unjust. It affects the peoples and countries who contribute the least to the crisis. And Friends of the Earth International have therefore called for climate justice, in which countries, especially the Global North countries, urgently meet their fair share of emissions reduction targets, repay their climate debt, and provide much-needed climate finance to the urgent energy transformation in the Global South. Friends of the Earth say no to carbon markets and net zero smokescreens that allow polluters to continue polluting and demand that climate action be driven by justice, equity and science. Back in May, Friends of the Earth International demanded that the United Kingdom government and the Secretariat of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change hold a COP26 that is accessible, equitable and safe, particularly for civil society and especially for global south civil society. For such a short amount of time until the start of the negotiations, it is very clear that the UK will not manage to hold a COP that is safe and hence Friends of the Earth International have demanded the postponement. The COVID-19 vaccines that were promised to the Global South governments and civil societies have yet to materialise and travel costs are turning out to be prohibitively high. The pandemic is raging across many countries, especially the Global South, where only a small percentage of people have received vaccines. The COP is an unequal and inaccessible space at the best of times and has repeatedly failed the poorest and most vulnerable people of this planet, who are most at risk to the ravages of the climate crisis. In spite of decades of unequivocal climate science, rich countries have repeatedly ignored their responsibility to drastically reduce emissions and continue to drive fossil fuel use, high carbon-based development, both in their own countries as well as in the Global South. At the same time, Global North countries and polluting transnational corporations have invented concepts like carbon markets, offsetting, net zero to enable the continued pollution. Any COP that does not demand urgent emission reduction targets based on fair shares and much needed climate finance, but keeps pushing these false solutions will not succeed. Since the planning of the COP26 has become so unsafe, Friends of the Earth International say it must be postponed. Friends of the Earth demand that the United Kingdom government support the proposals for the World Trade Organization to demand countries waive patterns on COVID-19 vaccines for the course of the COVID-19 pandemic and redistribute surplus vaccines now to enable full Global South government and civil society participation at COP26. 
Friends of the Earth demands climate justice, demands system change as a way towards a just recovery out of this pandemic, the climate crisis and other interrelated crises faced by peoples and the planet. Dirt Radio. Of course, more locally as well, Australia has become a laggard in terms of setting high emissions reduction targets, falling behind the United States and the United Kingdom, who increased their commitments to tackle the climate crisis this decade. With scientists issuing a code red warning to humanity, it's time for Australia to put its shoulder to the wheel. And so we have called a national day of action to set strong climate targets, and that will happen on the 1st of October on the Friday. to the end of another episode of Dirt Radio and we want to thank you, the listeners, and of course, our guest Laura Sykes from Friends of the Earth Sustainable Cities Collective for the great chat today. And of course, big congratulations to you, Moreno, on your first show. (laughs) Um, Really great job and look forward to heaps of future episodes of Dirt Radio with you and other people as we grow our team again. Stay tuned for that one. Coming up next as well, speaking of staying tuned on 3CR is Billabong Beats with Gavin. So stick around and we'll leave today with a little bit of a dream about why transport should be, or the way transport should be, a place where no cars go. So let's listen to that track by Arcade Fire. See you next week.
Uses Group Radio, 10am every Monday morning on Community Radio 3CR. Also live streaming on the web and weekly podcasts at 3cr.org.au. So listen in for the very latest bicycle stories, news and views from Melbourne and around the cycling universe. Listen in. Slam the Atomic Industry, then tune into the Radioactive Show on 3CR, 10am Saturdays. <laughs> 